Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Center. We're in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg today. Luke is out. Kelly's doing his Dixie Darling imitation. But <laughs> what I want to know, you are protecting the name, the history, and the heritage. Am I right? Yes. It's off the table. Anyone that was, that felt threatened by the name Dixie Darlings. Get has- over it. They've been uh, dealt with, shall we say. Good. Get over it. If you're threatened by the Dixie Darlings, you probably don't need to leave your house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Rubber room might be in order. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Southern Bank Corps sponsors our studio broadcast of the Eagle Hour every day. We're very grateful for them uh, to do that. We're actually going to be there, I believe it's next Tuesday afternoon at Southern Bank Corps down in Midtown as uh, we get ready. That'll be the... That'll be the afternoon before the Ole Miss-Southern Miss game, uh, last time those who will play uh, this year, uh, probably. Uh, that will be in Pearl. We'll be in Midtown and uh, visiting with our good buds at the Southern Bank Course Studio. And then I think we're back on the road to Ramey's next week. And uh, the Eagle Hour is going to be on the road every week in the upcoming month, uh, sometimes twice a week. So uh, we're going to be traveling a lot and uh, – Going to be uh, excited about that. Dickey's Barbecue Pit sponsors the first segment of our program every day, and we thank them for that. They're a great place to take your family for meals. Got great brisket, and they get just everything about it is good. The barbecue sandwiches are awesome. Kelly likes the cream spinach and ice cream. Right. Only person I know that would like cream spinach and ice cream. Nutri- spinach time. is nutritious, Bob. And, and, and you know, if, you, if you are anything, <laughs> if you are anything, you are nutritious minded. 100%. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> a lot of nutrition. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that would. Uh, Finish that, it off with the soft serve ice cream. What? Yeah, there he is. It's like There's, the people that get the Diet Coke with their cheeseburgers. Right? Yeah, here he is right after that war's meal. <laughs> <laughs> Scar, that was the shrimp salad I had a little while ago. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oh, this is, we we this digress. Is off, this is not off to a good Yes, start, we digress. Today. We got Jason Brownlee on the show, Bob. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Brownlee, former Southern Miss uh, wide receiver, a great wide receiver, recently returned from a trip to the NFL Combine. He's going to tell us about uh, his experience and uh, what team he ideally would like to play for in a perfect world. And right. it just kind of. Was it the Commanders? I hate to devastate you, Bob. It was not the Commanders. Uh, of course, obviously, you're going to play for anybody that'll sign the check, right? Correct, right. Even the commanders. <laughs> yeah, those checks, I think, right. are clearing. Heath Hinton's with us right now. He is the proprietor of Big Gold Nation, and uh, Heath, Jason Brownlee, uh, 
promising career. I think he did very well in the combine. We'll find out later, but I think we may see Jason Brownlee catch on to a team. I do too. Um, he's big, size, kind of position guy. Yeah, he can fit into a system really good. Uh, I like the way he goes up and gets the ball in the air. Does a good job there. Look, just a tough, good guy, tough. Um, I think at the you know NFL, he's more of a possession guy. There's a lot of uh, places out there for possession receivers, and I think he'll end up getting drafted, at least get a free agent look. Heath, isn't it generally accepted, though, that, that if you're invited to the Combine, you're going to wind up somewhere? Otherwise, they wouldn't waste the invitation. Doesn't that make sense? Absolutely. They're not good. They just don't invite anybody to the right. Combine. There's two things they don't invite just anybody to. It's the Senior Bowl and the Combine. And if you make both of those, uh, good chance that uh, – Somebody's going to pick you up. Now, Pro Day comes up next Monday morning on campus at Southern Miss. Malik Shorts is also going to get a good look. Now, wh- what exactly is Pro Day, Heath? And kind of take us through that and how important it is uh, for these NFL teams, Pro Days, on campuses across the country. Pro Days allow guys, uh, allow these teams to go on campus and find the, maybe the jewels, uh, those those diamonds in the rough that didn't get asked to go to the combine, that, that didn't get asked to go to the Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl. There's always guys out there that don't get asked, but they end up going to their pro day and showing out and answering questions. Look, there's going to be a question and answer. They're going to weigh them. They're going to, you know, they're going to get to take measure out. They're going to look at their vertical, their 40. They're going to see them, uh, you know, especially in Malik's case, going to see them, uh, you know, as a defensive back, see what he can do and, and check, check just how quick his reaction, how his reads are. Uh, a lot goes into pro day. There's a lot that goes into it. And these guys train for months just for that one day. It's so important because that's their one time to get in front of pro scouts. So, uh, senior, uh, the whole pro day for, uh, Southern Miss and other universities, so important for these guys and they got that one chance. If they can have a good pro day, they can make some noise. And, again, that will be next Monday morning on campus, uh, the Southern Miss guys' uh, pro day. We wish them the best of luck. We know that Ben Milam has uh, been keeping th- keeping an eye on things, particularly for Big Gold Nation. You can check out Heath's and uh, Ben's contributions on Big Gold Nation. But if you had to handicap the quarterback uh, race right now, Heath, eight, eight or nine practices into spring training, how do you handicap it at this point? I don't think anybody's got a clear, uh, got a clear lead yet. I think it's uh, everybody's working with the ones. Wild's been injured a little bit at times, and um, Edwards has been running with the ones. So is Wilkie. I don't think we're going to know anything. I think we'll know more after the scrimmage Saturday at 9.30. Um, first, I think we'll know more then. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I just think it's too early to judge that right now. Coach Hall really doesn't put a depth chart out. Everybody works with everybody, and you're kind of learning the system. So that first piece scrimmage, I think we'll know more. Bob, there seems to be some confusion by some Southern Miss, and this is based on social media entries. Some people have have noted that the scrimmage this Saturday, they're getting confused with the spring football yeah, I've read game. That. That's not the spring football game. Correct. This Right. right now, there no. is there is kind of an extravaganza on campus where seniors in high school are coming onto campus. The scrimmage in the morning, the baseball game in the afternoon, but that is not spring fling or whatever you want to call it that usually goes along with uh, 
with the spring game. So we just wanted to clarify that. Right. The spring fling, that's when you drink cheap wine and that kind of thing, right? <laughs> or just get together for a yeah. full day of events at Southern Miss. When yeah. is going to be the spring football game, Heath? April 1st, I believe, is what they're looking at right now. Uh, yeah, I, I've read that, too. I don't know why that's uh, confused people, but uh, nevertheless. It's, it's a scrimmage this weekend. It's open to the public. You can go watch. I think we're going to learn a lot about a lot of these new guys, quarterback position, um, how these guys throw the football, how they run the offense. I think we'll know more that day than just practice. I, don't, I just when, – it's live live action tells you so much more no, than just the no. practice. Kelly, are you a are you a, a scrimmage spring football kind of guy? No, I'm really not. Um, and, and it goes back to coaches will will admit publicly they go, we're not going to show anybody anything because it's open to the public. Any of their opponents could come in and watch them. So anything that they've got up their sleeve, you know, they're really not going to. It, it's more kind of a window dressing. Uh, sort of deal. I think coaches know behind the doors which way they're going to go with different positions. It's it's just kind of a way to officially wrap things up. And guys always, whether it's baseball or whatever, it's always fun to to play, scrimmage, whatever. And so I think that's kind of is a good conclusion to spring yeah, training. Yeah, I agree. And I've never really attended many spring football games. I know some schools, Alabama, will sell 50,000 seats to a spring football game. I've never been quite that into it no and to pay to pay money to a spring game you know big money right. just so you can say that you went i guess which i do think happened here one time years back the door the door has like fifteen thousand people there for his first spring game if i'm yeah. not mistaken just, or there was a lot of people i'm just not sure uh, that, i think uh, something like that Heath, are, we, are we hearing anything new on jay uh Jay Ladner's contract extension, or what What can you update us, if anything, new along those lines in the negotiation process? I think they're in talks. I don't think there's anything happened yet. Uh, he's got another year left on his contract. Uh, it rolled over after the first year, so going into his fifth year. Um, he still has another year, but, uh, you know, and he deserves his contract extension after what happened last year, after, after winning the Sun Belt. So I'm sure that they're in talks now to do a contract extension and and what that's going to be and and the money situation, buyouts and different things. Probably going to be discussions here pretty soon going into that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd love to talk to some of those guys who were so critical of me and you last year uh, when we defended Jay Ladner. I'd love to get some of them on the show. Open invitation. If you were one of those guys, we'll bring you on the show and see what you think about Ladner now. Well, we, I mean, you do understand to a little bit uh, why, you know, people felt the way, you know, that they felt. But I think, I think part of it too, Bob, just, and this is going to sound a little condescending and it's not meant to, but when, when you get a little bit older and wiser. Right. You know, it, when, or at least older. Yeah. You, well, wisdom. A little usually, more level-headed. Wisdom, yeah, yeah usually comes with age. And and you just kind of realize that not everything is is fast food drive through window having everything in fifteen minutes, you know. Exactly right. And everything was pointing in the right direction, so that's why we defended him certainly. All right, we're gonna hold Heath over a few minutes longer, talk a little baseball when we get back. Uh, right now, a little, I don't know, bewilderment maybe, uh, just a, maybe a, a little concern. And this team coming in this weekend is on a roll. They've won four in a row. Georgia Southern yeah. winning again last night. Talk more about that. After the break on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Spring, summer stuff, uh, filling the aisles at Campus Bookmart. They're on Hardy Street. They're open seven days a week, every day. Or you can shop them online if you're uh, listening to us in another part of the state, campusbookmart.net, and they're always open. Also, I want to thank Jana King, the king of clean, for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. They've been working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. And Jana King can serve your business today. To find out more, just go to janakingcleans.com. That's janakingcleans.com. We appreciate their support of the Eagle Hour. We've got Heath Hinton on the phone with us. He uh, operates a Big Gold Nation. Let's switch gears here for just a minute, guys. Uh, get Keith uh, Heath's take on this. Uh, Southern Miss softball team, uh, they're on the road there in Huntington, West Virginia. Three-game series uh, this weekend against Marshall. Am I reading this right? Marshall's 24-3. and three, You are reading that, correct? Marshall's very, very good. So right? saying the, the schedule gods were not really good to the Lady Eagles. I mean, they opened against 23rd-ranked uh, Louisiana this past weekend, albeit in Hattiesburg. And uh, the Lady Cajuns had a, a great weekend. But again, they're ranked 23rd in the country. Hadn't, As Luke pointed out, they hadn't lost a weekend series in 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah, and now they go to Marshall, which is a, another top team. Uh, in, in the league, so man, you're getting getting right. this tough stuff out of the way. Softball is 15 and nine. Uh, of course, the uh, a new coach, a new regime underway. Your thoughts, Heath, about the about the start of softball under this new coaching regime? I think it's been one of those. It's a first year type of situation. She's got to recruit, have another year to bring some players in, another couple of years. They're 15 nine. I think they've lost what, like six in a row now, or five in a row. You know they're playing tougher competition than they did at the beginning of the year. And you're right, they were the scheduling guides were not nice to Southern Miss softball this year. Okay. And it's going to be tough, but I think you know you'll see improvement during the season. But it's it's a process, and. For softball, they've been down for a while, so it's going to take a little while to get them back. Well, they're short of pitching, and of course, pitching is what makes everything goes go, particularly in softball. But having been to you know practice and, and around the softball team just a little bit, you can see where the the locker room, if you will, just has a much more positive approach, you know, to the game. And win or lose, the young ladies are are um, are having a lot more fun and uh, enjoying going to practice and enjoying playing games. And after all, they are just college athletes, right? Right, that's right. They're still kids. So the fact that they're enjoying themselves and the locker room is a much more fun place to be than good for them. We lose sight it's of that, but that's what it's supposed it's to be. It's a healthier environment. Right. Sure. It's supposed to be fun. It is. But we lose sight of that. Speaking of fun, uh, of course, there you know, there's a lot of internet chatter about baseball. Baseball's not off to maybe the start we all thought. But, you know, Kelly, you and I talked before the season, and I think we both agreed that you could look at the schedule. You could look at the number of players that were lost and, and key pitchers, and you, you lost a really veteran second baseman. You lost a, like a 24-year middle infielder. I think he had played here since he was in elementary school, Montenegro. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the – clearly the toughest schedule that they've ever played. We both said this team could have a 
a worse record than last year but be a better team. Now, I'm not saying that right now they're a better team than they were last year. Scott Berry said Tuesday night, I believe he said, we're not a very good team right now. But the sky isn't falling completely, and they have played a brutal schedule. And, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday. There's two different ways to skin a cat. One of the things that I like about baseball is there are different ways to go about winning. Last year, the way the Eagles did it was with pitching, stingy defense. They didn't hit especially well right. you know, compared to what you'd like them to do. Well, Scott Barry and his staff went out and got some clubbers. Right, got in, in some some Tate Parkers and some other guys that can can Etzel, some of these guys that can can hit the long ball. The problem with the long ball is if you don't get the long ball, what do you usually get? You usually get a strikeout. Okay, so this year when the Eagle pitching as a staff isn't quite as strong, they have to compensate for that by putting up more runs. So they've kind of changed the way that they're going about you know business. Obviously, the bottom line is still to win, but they're trying to do it differently this year than they did last year. And I agree wholeheartedly. This this schedule is is almost brutal to the point of stupidity. I mean, that's a strong word, stupidity, but I'm just saying you're playing so many good teams that there is no room for error, no room for injury. No. Um, and I still think, you know, the Sun Belt's probably going to get four, if not five, teams – you know, in regionals, but man, it's tough. But, well, and you consider the schedule being you're you're right. It's very, 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 very tough. But I contend this, Heath, and I've said this to a number of guys that I've talked to privately about baseball. Last year, this team left a lot of people on base, and while it was an okay hitting team, there were times that they really struggled at the plate. But they had such a suffocating pitching staff that it hid that. This year, you don't have that suffocating pitching staff. You're having many of the same problems at the plate, and it exposes the danger of not hitting the ball when you're not pitching as well as they pitched last year. I contend that's the difference right now. Your thoughts? I I think a lot of it also has to do with when your batting's not the way it should be and guys aren't at the plate swinging it like you thought they might would this year. And your pitching staff is young, and your pitching staff feels like they have to be perfect, and they start stressing. When you when you can't score runs, you got a young pitching staff, and they go out there and they feel like they got to be perfect on every pitch. Bad things start to happen, and, and I think you're seeing that too. I mean, there's there's been some Southern Miss is having problems. They're getting runners on base. They're getting bases loaded. They're getting bases loaded with nobody out. But they can't score when they have them on base. Um, something happens, and that's got to be something that's got to get figured out. Runners in scoring position less than two outs, they're not getting the big hits that they right. need to. No, they're, they're and, not. And that's not happening either. And you know, right. Going down to New Orleans, that New Orleans game, watching the errors and um, a team that you should beat every time you play them, really. And you score two runs early, but you score one run without the, you know, Without a hit in the first inning because wild pitches and walks. Right. It's, uh, that's what's, I think, you know, Coach Berry's even probably, they need to get the bats going, whatever they got to do, moving people around. He's been changing order around. So they're trying to do something, but the bats have to get going for this team. Right. More, is there, what are they, 240, 249 as a team? Yeah. 
Well, and I, and, a yeah, and I don't, I don't need to speak for Kelly, and and I think Kelly will agree to this. I, I don't think you were referring to Scott Berry as being stupid. No, no, no. I just, I was just yeah. using it as a cliche. Right. You know that that it was. Gosh, it's just a brutal. We schedule. have great respect for yes, Scott of course. here, and uh, but you're right, man. I mean, you know, they're just they, the UNO game. Yeah, they they weren't very good. And if you, if you take those, you take UNO out of that scenario, and you tell me a team they've played that's not capable of, of winning the vast majority of their games. And when Heath was talking about, look, it, it's going to turn around at some point, well, yeah, but but it's it's less likely to turn around when you're playing Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, and Louisiana yeah. as if you were playing Western Kentucky or Middle Tennessee, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's the – But, you know, to put things – to tell you how uncertain the game is, Kelly, I, I caught the tail end of it last night, a, a game between Liberty and Old Dominion. And Liberty was drubbing Old Dominion. The Golden Eagles swept Liberty. You know, so how do you how do you But that's pick? that's part of the magic of baseball too uh, though. You well, know, well, I mean each and every day you go out there, man. I mean who would have ex- who would have expected? Like Heath was who would have expected you you drubbed UNO up here eleven or twelve to nothing. Twelve to nothing. Twelve to nothing. So who would have ever thought? That, that the Eagles would go down there and, and fall flat on their face. Well, here's the difference. They hit the ball when they played UNO the first time. But that's what I'm saying. Each yeah. day each day is yeah. a different day. They're, you know? Now they're just – something's happening where they're getting down. It's 0-2 real quick, and you're seeing a lot of uh, tall, tall strikes are looking. Um, it, it's just they don't seem to – you know, they don't seem to – the approach to plate, maybe uh, something's happening there with the team. Maybe they're trying to press too hard, hitting. Um, sometimes you just need to relax and let your athletic ability take over. Yep. But yeah, this not it's, it's going to get tougher to change that to change the season over when you're playing Old Dominion, Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina, Troy. Yeah, but well, your you next two now. your next two opponents are Georgia Southern and Ole Miss. <laughs> It's, that's not it. Yeah, I, I mean to put it in perspective, when you're when when South Al is the easy team on the schedule yeah, right that's now, that's not a good omen for us. <laughs> no, it's not for anybody. That's not a good omen. You know. All right, Heath. Uh, how do people join Big Gold Nation? I just go to SouthernMiss.Rivals.com and click become a member. Got a lot of good discussions going on right now, and uh, a lot of baseball, spring football, everything happening. All right. Thanks, Heath. Heath Hitt, Big Gold Nation. When we come back, uh, Kelly talked to Jason Brownlee earlier this week. He just went through the NFL Combine. I think you'll find it a fascinating interview and a great opportunity to talk to a kid that actually got to experience that. That's next on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
All right, we want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation uh, for joining us uh, early part of the program. I want to remind you about 4th Street Bar and Grill. Tomorrow's the best day of the week to go to 4th Street. Catfish Friday, I'm telling you. Trust me on this. It's as good a catfish as you'll eat anywhere. You get a big giant plate of catfish, coleslaw, french fries, and a big all the iced tea you want, Kelly, for $9.95. And I'm glad you mentioned the portion size because some of us full-figured guys, uh, you know, they, you go into some of these restaurants, you pay 22 bucks, and you get enough food to keep a bird alive. Maybe. You're right. But at uh, Four Street, maybe they're going to feed you. We should you. do the catfish tomorrow. Yeah, they're going to feed Four you. Four Street Bar and Grill, very, 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 very good. Hey, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like. We know many of you choose to keep up with the program that way. It's available all the time on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Eye. Which of those platforms do you often use, Kelly, if you were choosing between those? Which, which is your preferred platform of choice? Yeah, if this was television, you would just see me nodding my head up and down like a foreigner <laughs> who has no idea what you're talking about. Yes, that's right. All right, Kelly uh, and I, we've been working. Uh, we're always working, of course, but we, we were working uh, during the breaks, booking the show tomorrow, and we have Malik Shorts coming to the studio tomorrow to talk about Pro Day upcoming uh, Monday. We're working on Al Holder, and if we can work this out, we may have them do a 40-yard dash competition at the end of the show. Malik Shorts and Al Holder, what do you think? Of course, Al will be in his jazzy scooter. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's got a chance. Have you got, ever seen that scooter? It's going to have to be a supercharger, you know. <laughs> it runs. Hey, you were, you were talking about um, this program available on different platforms. A special shout-out today to Dale Purvis and Daniel Justly, two big fans of this program. Why? I have no idea. Right. <laughs> they listen to the show regularly. We're grateful. Yes, we are. Also, we're working on getting someone here from uh, from. Uh, D1 Training, which is one of our sponsors, of course, and they're actually training Malik Shorts. They are. To get him ready for the pro day. Yeah, and they, and they do that with a lot of different athletes. I think sometimes when you hear the term D1 and D-Bat Baseball and Softball Academy, you know, you, you kind of lose sight of the fact the just how highly skilled they are at getting. And what they're working on with a lot of these guys, Bob, is just trimming, you know, maybe half a second off of their, or, you know, however that works. Uh, to the but the the hundredths of a second means the difference in a lot of money to these guys. Crazy, so, yeah. yeah, it is. So that's right. you and I wouldn't know about no, trimming no. time off that. But well, it means hopefully a lot. we can get the the guy from uh, from D one here with Malik yeah. tomorrow, and uh, that'll make a great uh, great segment. So we'll look forward to that. All right, I'll tell you who else is uh, working out and staying in the very best shape he can, and that's Jason Brownlee. And before we run this soundbite, kind of set the stage for this, Kelly. Yeah, Jason Brownlee was at uh, at uh, practice the other day. The Eagles went back to spring training practice this past Tuesday morning, and he was there. And you could tell just walking around, just walking around practice, that he wished like anything he was out there. You know, with the guys, but his college career is over now, and the next step is to get ready for the NFL draft, which will take place next month. He got the invitation to the combine. We were among the first people to break that story that he got invited to the combine up in Indianapolis. But obviously, unless you're one of the few chosen people that get that invitation, you really don't know what to expect. Well, he's back and uh, tells us what it was like, among other things, as he gets ready for that big phone call from the NFL. Jason, let's talk about the combine. Some of the things that uh, was was it what you expected to be? If so, how? 
And if it wasn't what you expected to be, how was it different? Uh, yes, sir, it was what I expected to be. I, it was a fun experience. You know, it's a dream come true, something I always wanted to do since I was a kid, since I started playing football was to make it to the combine. But being there was just a, a fun experience. Learned a lot from uh, coaches, scouts, players. And, you know, it's just a fun being around, like, top guys in the, in the whole country and stuff like that. So what uh, your overall performance, how would you rate your overall performance if you go back and do it again? What would you change? Uh, I wouldn't change nothing that I did, you know. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the process. And, you know, I felt like I did a good job and I graded out well. And we're just going to see. So if if you could pick a team, I know you don't care. I get it. But if you could pick a team, is, did you have a favorite team as a kid growing up? Uh, the Vikings, yeah. I used to love Adrian Peterson. He was my favorite running back growing up. And I've just been liking the Vikings ever since, even since he's he been gone. Well, Thielen's gone. Yeah. So, so they're looking for a receiver. Yeah, they're looking for one. You know? yeah. What do you hear at this point, or what's the process now going forward? Uh, just got to knock this pro day out at the end of this month. And, you know, we're going to see where everything goes from there. I still get some feedback after that. Okay, and then uh, what about like the other leagues, the, the the USFL and the XFL? How how does all that kind of fit into this, if at all? Uh, I don't uh, like. I ain't really thinking of that. I'm thinking of the NFL. That's why I want to play it. Good, good for you. All right, and as you're out here at practice today, seeing what used to be your teammates, what's yeah. running through your head? Uh, you know, just happy for him, happy to see everybody, happy to be back around the team, happy to be at Hattiesburg, you know, and they looking pretty good out here today. Well, I'm hoping that the Bengals call your name. So I have yet another reason to cheer for yeah. Cincinnati. You can, you wouldn't mind having Burrow throw it, do you? No, sir. I wouldn't mind at all. Well, good luck, buddy. We're all behind you. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. That's a great kid right there. We both met him during football season and, and both have talked to him on several occasions. And uh, he's just a great kid. And and he didn't realize, Bob, that you, Bob Getty, and Adrian Peterson were I, tight. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Let me share one more time my AP story. Okay. So my daughter and I, back when the Redskins existed, we would make a, a trip every year to Washington and catch a Redskin game. Well, she became a huge Adrian Peterson fan when he was playing for the Redskins. So we were up there the last year he was there, the Jets game. We picked the Jets because we thought, well, this surely is a game they'll win. Wrong. Lost 38-7. <laughs> but beside that, it's like freezing cold. And uh, we're standing outside the stadium. And I, I think the success of the trip largely to her was she was going to beat Adrian Peterson. And I kept going, well, don't get your hopes up too right, much. Right, sure. You know? So sure enough, the players start coming out afterwards, and there's this big line of people, and uh, and here comes AP. And you know, because people are shouting, AP, AP. I mean, you know, they really wanted to get AP's autograph. Sure. He starts walking by us. There's a security guard with him, and my daughter kind of nudges two 10-year-old boys out of her way and <laughs> gets to the front of the line, and she starts screaming, we came all the way from Mississippi and Alabama to meet you, AP. He stopped. He turned around. He said, what? She said, that's right. We came from Mississippi and Alabama to meet you. And he pointed at the guard and said, let him through here. So her eyes just explode. We go over there. He uh, he introduces himself to us, and we introduce ourselves to him. And he goes, you want a picture? Well, of course we did, you know. So uh, so we got around him, and he, and he took the camera, and he held the camera up, and uh, we got the selfie with him, and it made her day. Point being, superstar NFL player. 
One of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. And meanwhile, the two kids that your daughter trampled are in the middle of litigation. <laughs> Scrape their knees up a little bit and their elbows, but I thought, yeah, I didn't think it was really snotty nose brats. I, get out of the way. I didn't think it was really too bad. I mean, my God, you're in the way of a grown woman that wants to meet Adrian Peterson. What do you think? And I do remember putting my back, my hand on his back for the, uh, you know, picture. for the picture, and it felt like I had put my hand on a brick. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a man. Yeah. And a great player, really nice guy. And I'll bet you'll know this, because I don't. Where did he play football? College. Oklahoma. He was a Sooner. Yeah. A Boomer Sooner. Yeah. Okay. I think that was his last year to play. Maybe maybe one more year. Seems like he caught on to another team a one year later. Yeah, but I mean, Oklahoma, you know, they, they, they crank out some running backs now. I mean, yeah, they're pretty good. Joe Mixon, Samaje P. Ryan. I mean, they've, they've just had some great runners over the they years. They both play for the Bengals now, don't they? Uh, they, they, Mixon still does. P. Ryan left in free agency. I'm not sure where he signed, but, but he played this past year. He did. Yeah, he did. Filled in really well for, yeah, for yeah, he Mixon did, he did when, well. when he got hurt. Yeah. But Jason Brownlee, you know, when you talk about because a lot of these kids, you notice, Bob, how he kind of he kind of poo pooed the XFL, and <laughs> they didn't want to talk to you about that. Dude. No, because uh, I mean, it's uh, the NFL is so big to these guys, no, and that I mean, was the, their dream, yeah, and and millions of dollars, even if you're not necessarily that good, this can be so impactful to a. a two or three generations of your family. I would think with his ability to go up in the air and snatch balls out of the air, I, I would think he has a chance to catch on to a team. If you, if you, part of the reason you get so excited about going to the combine is subconsciously you are saying to yourself, the people in the NFL think enough of my skills that I'm going to be able to play in that league. All right, so there you've got your first, you know, your first uh, feeling, you know, vindication like like i believe you know i belong there um so we've got you know fingers crossed that everything goes well there and and malik shorts will get you know he's going to be looked at very closely at pro day and so we'll get malik's you know spin on it tomorrow but um all the southern miss kids you know we've talked about this with um great yeah when they just excited to be interviewed to to think that anybody cares about you know what they're doing and uh very articulate great we care yeah, we and do. They know we care. Yeah, for sure. We know. Confirmed, Al Holder tomorrow at one forty, Kelly. Tomorrow we can't get him today. You know he's pretty old. Is he going to make it to, t- to tomorrow? <laughs> well, he'll have plenty to say to you because he listens to the show. <laughs> we'll be back. Top. All right, this segment of the program is sponsored by D1 and D-Bat. We were just talking about D1 earlier. They're training some of these Southern Miss football players for the, um, you know, for the upcoming draft and for Pro Day on Monday, and hopefully we're going to get uh, the, the guy that's training Malik Shorts. Malik is training at D1 on Hardy Street 
for Pro Day Monday, and we're working to, uh, we've got Malik secured, and uh, we're working to get his trainer out here as well. Uh, we'll make a great conversation, but you made a great point. You, you, when you, I guess every day when we talk about D1 and D-bat, you, you tend to think baseball and softball training, but man, they're training kids to uh, get their shot in the National Football League. And it's big money. I mean, you know, we talked about how fun it is to be a college athlete and go out there and play for fun and so on. But once you're done with college and it's that dream of playing at the pro level, then it becomes very much a business. And business comes down to money. And money comes down to how fast your 40 time is or, you know, what your your jump is or, you know, these different things that they measure on these guys. So every little bit helps. And the guys at D1 – that's that's what they do, right? So, and if they don't do it well, nobody's going to go to them in the right. future. So you know they're doing it well. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. So D one D bat, great sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Been with us for a long time. We're very grateful and uh, appreciate that they're training Southern Miss kids uh, like Malik Shorts, who I think may have been my favorite kid on the whole team last year. Uh, getting him ready for uh, pro day Monday morning. Uh, that should be very exciting and. Uh, and hopefully we'll have them. Also, I want to say hello to our friends at Mobe Beignet Company. They are the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. And uh, we're, we're booking remotes out now like a month and a half in advance. And uh, I don't know the exact date, but it's March, April. We're going to be early May. We've got a date booked at Mobe Beignet. We're not going to have another beignet eating contest. I don't want to put Kelly through that again. Now, wait a minute. Does that mean we don't get to eat at all? No, I think we can probably beg off a few beignets. What is the what is the sauce this month? I'm I don't, sure you I don't you know, I don't know, but I always like the the buttercream anyway. So it's got a little bit of cinnamon in there. I've had the strawberry, the blackberry, both were delicious. I've talked to them about making the strawberry uh, year round time, but you know, I have as much influence as Mobe Beignet as I do pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> right, I guess. As that. you know, that's uh, that's not a lot. Okay, so Georgia Southern comes in uh, here tomorrow night at uh, six o'clock, and Kelly knows a little. You had a child that went there, right? Yes, yeah, sure did. My my daughter Sarah got her nursing degree there, uh, and nothing against the Southern Miss nursing degree program because Southern Miss has a great nursing not. degree, but she just wanted to spread, spread her wings a little bit and get out of state. And if you're going to go out of state. That's a good place. And can to go. get in. Uh, Georgia Southern was the place to and go. You know, they, and obviously, we'll talk in a minute about baseball, but isn't Georgia Southern the team that was so good in football before becoming a, a Division One school? Yes, Irk Russell. You might have heard that, that name, a legendary coach in the vein of Bear Bryant at Alabama. Irk Russell was at Georgia Southern, put Georgia Southern on the map, and their phrase, like Southern Misses, is to the top. There's this GATA. G-A-T-A, which is an acronym for get after that A. Mm-hmm. So that's so GATA mm-hmm. is kind of their, their war call. That A, like an A in classroom. Get after that A. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to. You'll have to uh, you, you know what we're talking about. Right. All right uh, so tell, tell, our, tell our listeners what should they expect. Because when you see it on paper, if you didn't know if you didn't know about them, you'd think, "Oh, Georgia Southern, Southern Miss will handle them in baseball." Tell them what they should expect to see. Well, first of all, a lot of kids that that can't get into Georgia, and it's not like you're talking dummies. It's just that Georgia 
is so selective in in who they take. Well, a lot they of the, can be. Yeah, of course they can be. Yeah. So you get a lot of kids that go to Georgia Southern, one of the fastest growing universities, uh, not only in the South but in the but in the country. So they get a good selection of kids, top notch facilities, and you got a team that. And and we talked a little bit yesterday on the program with Danny Reed, the voice of the Eagles, about how there's been since Irk Russell died, the football program has been you know at Paulson stadium there they've had several different coaches most of them have been successful and have gone under the other places the hanner field house where they play basketball they've had a myriad of different basketball coaches but the baseball program with rodney hennon it's his 25th season and a lot like what scott berry brings to the table consistency a good steady hand has developed a program that doesn't have to rebuild they simply reload they hosted a regional last year uh, struggled, had kind of like Southern Miss in the sense that they struggled a little bit a week or so ago, but they seem to have their bearings back with them. Good combination of pitching and hitting. Now, they put up 12 runs last night uh, in a win against Mercer. They've won four in a row coming in here Saturday. Two of the, two of the three starters are probably going to be tall, lanky left-handers, uh, which – are you seeing are you seeing a uh, trend here, yeah, Bob? <laughs> With opposing teams that if they've got left-handers that can work yeah, the inside and outside. Southern Miss is heavy left-handed hitting, and yeah. and that's that's where they're. If you're going to beat Southern Miss and you got some left-handers, that's who you want to put out. So there. it'll be a tough weekend. The Eagles will have to play their very best to win this series. Oh, for sure, for sure. But what you know, but this, isn't that what we want? This is going to be no different than any other weekend in the Sun Belt, pretty much. Isn't that what you want, though? You want good competition. Yes. You want to play good teams, and uh, and we're doing it. And uh, so we look forward to the weekend series at the Pete, as we always do. Also look forward to tomorrow. Really excited about having Malik in here. We Kelly and I both thank the world of that kid and uh, and really hope the best for him. And that'll be at one o'clock tomorrow. And until then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.